0: Hello and welcome to Castable. This is the podcast which brings on brilliant guests to pitch their dream music festival. My name is Matt Hoss and I'm the host and my job is to check your tickets on the way in and give you a festival wristband which is far too tight. Today's guest is an American comedian, writer, musician, actor and radio host. You might recognize him from Comedy Central, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, the Tick and many more excellent programs. It's phenomenal Dave Hill.
1: Hey. Hi. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, really good, thank you. How are you doing today? Oh, pretty well, all things considered. I just ate some cheese. <laughs> Feeling good.
0: That's always a good start. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you're you're recording from Ohio at the moment, which is really wonderful. Uh, and our first kind of international guest, which is really wonderful. oh,
1: nice. Yeah. Excellent.
0: So we're going to be talking about music for the next hour or so, and obviously music festivals. The question I typically like to start with, Dave, is that if mm-hmm. someone were to ask you uh, what kind of music are you into, how do you typically respond?
1: Um, I guess it's a pretty predictable answer, but I, I, rock music. I like, yeah. I always, you know, mm-hmm. that's sort of my first ro- melodic rock music. Yes. I, I like guitars and, you know, I just always, there usually has to be a guitar involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, so stuff.
0: When did you like kind of first, fall in love with music as well. And uh, what was like your first albums that you bought?
1: Well, I think as a kid, you know, I was just exposed to like whatever my family was listening to, my older sisters and and the radio and things like that. And then, but I remember my dad, who was mostly into like jazz and classical, he bought Led Zeppelin IV. Yes. Some, like a total anomaly in his record collection. <laughs> yeah. And I just remember hearing that and being like, whoa, this is different than anything. You know, I'd never heard it on the even on the radio yet or anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, this is, and it was kind of scary to me because it just didn't sound like any, you know, pop music that I'd heard or, you know. So that was the first thing that I was like, kind of like, whoa, something's going on. Yeah. And, you know, it's probably like seven. But before that, you know, it was just like real like whatever pop music, mm-hmm. whatever sort of pop stars were on TV and stuff like that. It was just kind of like taking what what was put in front of me and, you know, whatever my sisters were listening to. But they they had sometimes listened to some good things. Yeah. I remember my sister bought a Fleetwood Mac record. And yes. I was just like, yes, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, there was a lot of like, just crap.
0: You know, <laughs> kind of... Yeah, yeah. I I really understand and uh, where you're coming from from that that first time you listen to like a, a blaring rock track because I, I love rock music as well. That's really my first kind of foothold into music and well, my, the music that I personally like independently from other people as well. Mm-hmm. And I, re- I remember like listening to the opening chords of like ACDC as well. Yeah, it, it's like it like it kind of changes your DNA a little bit with that electric just running through your, your spine as well and
1: oh totally yeah just like uh I yeah and, and for years I would just go once I was old enough to go to shows I would just go see everything you mm-hmm. know as long as there was a guitar it didn't matter yeah. what yeah. it was like I would see I never went through like you know when you're a kid sometimes there's like you get to be a teenager and it's like oh this is cool and that's not cool mm-hmm. i was always like it's all cool as long yeah. as there's someone pl- standing on stage with the guitar i'll go you know
0: yeah absolutely and uh i this is a question i don't usually ask but seeing as you are a musician do you like the kind of different looks of guitars or what, and uh like what, is there any instruments and obviously you're talking about how special guitar is to you but what, what is it about the guitar which really appeals to you
1: i think there. i mean I think of them now as sort. Maybe it's my excuse for collecting them. Or just, <laughs> I don't know if I collect them so much as just buy them all the time. was <laughs> uh, yeah, a
0: very interesting difference there, isn't it? Yeah. Like,
1: well, uh, I feel like collectors are more like, you know, buy they buy like you know fancy and just sort of mm-hmm. things that make sense, things that will appreciate <laughs> value. Whereas I, I just kind of. You know, I do have some very nice guitars, but I also have really stupid guitars that yeah. are like sparkly or pointy or just like, you know, was drunk when I bought it or something. So, but yeah. I think of them as like interactive art, you know, they're, they're like the craftsmanship, you know, which varies, but um, mm-hmm. that's why, you know, that's what's appealing about it to me is like is just like there's so much going on the design and the wood Mm -hmm. and you know the way it way it looks and sounds and the way it feels and you know so Mm -hmm. i i'm I'm just kind of endlessly like even today you know i just i just go on the computer and just start looking at them Mm -hmm. just for fun i'll be like i'm gonna go down this wormhole
0: yeah I've I yeah genuinely like i haven't really I spoke to people who have played instruments before, and have spoken to musicians. But like, just you're, you, what you're talking about is something I felt quite a lot as well. Like the idea of that. We like, I love the look of a guitar as well. Like something that's like, like so. It, and, and it sounds weird, but like it's like it's, there's a certain like attractiveness towards it. Like, oh. like, if you go into forget like a music shop, it's just like, oh, that's cool. Do you know what I mean? Like there's a oh, small yeah. teenage boy inside me, just like that's I would like to play that. Yeah, you
1: know I mean. Oh, totally, totally. I, I'm, I'm obsessed and. You know, I always have guitars with me wherever I go. Like even, you know, if I'm doing comedy shows and I know that I'm not going to play the guitar at the show, I still bring bring it on tour to just have it in yeah. the hotel or in the wherever I'm staying. So at the end of the night, I can come, come home and play it, you know.
0: That's so cool.
1: And I, and I even, I was just thinking about this yesterday because I go running a lot mm-hmm. and, Usually, what I do, in a city, like you know, again when when I'm traveling, or whatever, is I map out. I'll map out like a guitar store or two in the in the town. Yeah. And then I'll I'll go I'll run to those first before I'm too sweaty because sometimes you <laughs> show up and you're too sweaty and it's they're not gonna let you play yeah. anything because you look too <laughs> gross. So you have to go. You have to go like in the first couple of miles.
0: Yeah, to be D- like, can I play the, the fender? It's like, no, you're not allowed here. We told you, no sweat.
1: No yeah, yeah, exactly. But sometimes I'll do that anyway. I'll just like go in and I'll just stare at stuff when I'm just too gross to touch anything.
0: Yeah, I yeah I I do have that kind of that instrument fascination as well. But um, but oh well, yeah. Well, talking about, so we're going to be talking about your dream festival, but do you, have you been to many music festivals in your lifetime?
1: Yeah. I mean, I probably go to them more now to perform. Yeah. Yeah. I can't really think. I mean, I go, I go to them sometimes just for fun, but I'm the reason I don't go to them as much now is just an aversion to People. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, and this is pre-pandemic. Yeah, know, exactly. But, yeah, yeah. And. Um, but just, uh, just not wanting to deal with all the, you know. So now, when you go to, going to a festival now to perform is always really nice because you can kind of like usually navigate in a way where you mm-hmm. don't have to deal with waiting in line with thousands of people or anything like that. So yeah, but I, I get to quite a bit of things, I guess.
0: Real. well let's go now to a, the, the second part of the podcast and talk about setting up camp for your festival hi it's matt hoss here just wanted to ask for a small favor please give us a five star rating on your podcast app of choice this helps people notice the podcast a little bit more and it's really nice to see those lovely reviews and on top of that why don't you share it with friends and follow us at castful podcast on twitter and you can email us at castfulpodcast at gmail.com if you want to get in touch Enjoy the rest of the episode. And thank you. Get ready for a gratuitous guitar solo! Here we go for 14 minutes! Okay, so what is the name of your festival?
1: Oh. The Dave Hill Explosion. <laughs>
0: Yes, I like
1: that a lot. Which I've i I've, uh, to be fair, I've used that title before for a, a theater show, but I was like, oh, that'd be a good festival show too.
0: Yes, I like um, that a lot
1: because it's more. I was going to say Dave Fest, but that's maybe not bombastic enough. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know? there's a there's a different level of bombastity in terms of the Dead Hill Explosion and
1: Dave Fest. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's,
0: I think Dave Hill Explosion is going to sell a lot more tickets. It's going to appeal to yeah, the younger Yeah, totally. People are gonna market. want to see that. <laughs> and uh, uh, whereabouts geographically is your festival?
1: I would say it would have to be, I would probably want it to be like somewhere in Europe or maybe maybe Scotland, which oh, I guess yeah. is, not, is not Europe anymore, right? I don't well, know. How that works.
0: It, it is, it, it is it,
1: it, but it's not part of the EU.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. Yeah. yeah,
1: this is basic. <laughs> um, I've had four maybe, people. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, yeah, maybe somewhere. Maybe Scotland would be fun, or <laughs> you know, I I gravitate towards England and, and the UK in general because, like, growing up, you would always see hear about like Castle Donnington and yeah, you know, things like that, and just hear about like some you know all these amazing festivals you know before you would hear about you know this is like when i was really young and like Mm -hmm. just you know seeing in the magazines like deep purple at, you know whatever yeah and then you know later like glastonbury and all that and i just think in my experience festivals are just more fun outside of i mean as we're learning could not be a better time to say this but (laughs) americans are fucking idiots (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> generally speaking i mean as we're i mean could i mean it's not like i need much evidence of it right now
0: um, but i mean yeah
1: in general i would say my experience at festivals in europe have been way more uh just kind of a better vibe i mean mm-hmm. like i i One of my bands, well, comedy slash bands, uh, Mm -hmm. Witch Taint, did the Wacken Festival in Germany. Oh, cool. And that was like the most amazing. Mm -hmm. That festival, I mean, basically, whoever, the guys that run that, they put on the most amazing. It was so incredibly well run. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't see. I didn't even see any garbage. No one even bumped into me. No one even annoyed me. Like yeah. even some drunk person, like bah! do yeah. something. That didn't even happen. I don't know how. And there's like a hundred thousand people somehow. <laughs> anyway, so maybe I'd go to Germany or I'd go yeah. Norway or something. Yeah. Maybe maybe Denmark. Just somewhere that would be like. Or I don't know, then you, then you think maybe like Japan would be cool. So what you could do is
0: it could be like an international festival. So like if you're going to do different iterations in the future, you could do one in Scotland and then uh, next one in Norway. And then you can do one just going around
1: the globe. Okay. I like this idea a lot. But yeah, those are just offhand some places that I always enjoy on my yeah. short list of favorite
0: Absolutely. places
1: to hang out.
0: So, you kind of talked about you have uh, slightly misanthropic views. Uh, so, how many people ideally would you like?
1: Misanthropic about America. <laughs> um, the rest of the world I really like. Um, yeah, yeah, fair play. How many people would it be? Oh, I guess enough that it would be like a good vibe like mm-hmm. a good community you know kind of like hey we're all here having fun but maybe not so many that it's uh hard to park yeah or or hard to get but then again i guess if it's my festival i have the you know i have the cool access into mm-hmm. and i've learned even even when you don't have the uh okay like last summer i did the newport I didn't really even do the new. I did an. I did a show at the Newport Folk Festival, the legendary festival, mm-hmm. and then. But I did this thing the night before in a church, and then I just went. My brother and I went to the festival the next day, and we just drove in, and just acted like we were there uh, and <laughs> deserved the best ac- access, and then yeah. we just got it by just acting like we. <laughs> that's what because so we just <laughs> I was like well let's not I don't want to park and then deal with all that so let's just drive yeah. in the artist's area and then park as close yeah as we can and then you just do that and you go in and they don't really they didn't question it <laughs> so maybe I could just do that
0: and oh, there's also a thing where there's a lot of volunteers who work there and some people and most of them are teenagers who can't afford the festival and just kind of like having the facts like yeah just going in, and don't care anyway so uh, yeah, yeah. yeah they don't know yeah. a
1: lot riding on it <laughs> Absolutely. So okay, so maybe what's like, I don't know, five thousand people. How's that?
0: That's good. So um one of the major festivals would have like uh, a lot more than that, but that's that feels controlled, it feels nice. It's not yeah, good
1: good vibes. Maybe we could maybe do ten. Not twenty though. (laughs) Yeah, okay. That's cool. And is there camping at your festival? Sure. I think with that many people, you could have some camping. I personally would not camp.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's cool when other people do. I'm just not, I'm just, uh, I like being outside, but then I like going inside into yeah. a bed. <laughs> so, uh,
0: I've had my phone outdoors, but now I'm going to have some comfort. Thank you very much. Enjoy yeah, the like,
1: call. I've actually been asked to do, I shouldn't, I got, well, what's, uh, who knows if I'll ever <laughs> leave the house again. <laughs> But I've a- I've been asked to do festivals where they were like, and I was like, and where am I staying? And they're like, oh, you know, there's campgrounds you can camp right there. I'm just like, nope, <laughs> <Yeah>. not coming. <laughs>
0: oh bless, but you know what? I uh I I do like camping and all for but I understand people's aversion to it as well because they yeah, it, you are asking them to kind of like lay like, in this an even ground for the next two nights. So yeah,
1: I, I like I don't mind that. It's more like the bathroom and yes
0: yeah okay yeah things like that although uh, one of my first gigs back um and, and we did a castle episode of um at a Deershed festival which is a in the north uh, in yorkshire where there is a socially distanced festival going on there, and we uh oh, right and, now uh, well no it was um about a, about a month ago uh, and oh. we, it was and what they did for the toilet issues and they they gave each person but well, each it, what they did is they did um by camp by camp. So everyone got a 15 meter grid that was their space. And mm-hmm. um, each camp got like a, their own individual portaloot. And I think that's a great
1: idea. So everyone- oh, that is a great you, idea.
0: You'll have access to a toilet, but it's not grim. And it's all like, it's all pretty nice and safe. Oh, you that I mean? sounds
1: pretty good. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. See, you could do that in England, but in America, it would 15 minutes in, it would just be, <laughs> I mean,
0: you, you've yeah. seen
1: the, you've seen the, I mean, I've only seen these videos here of people in America during this time who are like, I don't know if, do they have those anywhere else in the world?
0: In all fairness, like when you say the kind of people, that is, um, that is like about 50% of people at British festivals. I'd say. Oh yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. (laughs) I mean, I love uh, the UK, but I definitely (laughs) dealt with my (laughs) share of, uh, there's definitely, you guys have idiots, too. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah idiots. Like, I shouldn't say someone having fun is an idiot. That doesn't make, someone no. having fun is great. But I mean, I mean, like, uh you know, I feel like in America, people just were so self-centered that people can't really just kind of, like, be, uh, The uh it doesn't work out as well in America when it's like, hey, we're all in this together. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, Uh, yeah without going too much into a a, a tangent but I definitely think British people are very very similar in that way and like uh, I guess it's you see more in the country that you live in but yeah it's that that kind of self-righteous and uh, self-proclaiming attitude is very vivid here at the moment as well so it's yeah it's Mm a it's pretty pretty odd times for the UK and the US I guess
1: yeah I know and as much as I love the UK I'm and I'm just like oh I gotta get out of America yeah go to the UK it's like uh the same (laughs) over there
0: (laughs) all right we're gonna go to Scotland Germany and uh uh, Norway and then Japan Uh, that's it yeah those
1: are all I I have a real soft spot for I think the last time I was well I was in I was in Scotland England and Germany last time I was out of the country doing shows and uh I I was in Scotland I was like I want to live in Glasgow I know a lot of people don't say that maybe no, no, but well, I love it.
0: But the thing is with Glasgow and the Glasgow, there's like, in the UK, there's a lot of like working class cities like uh, Glasgow and Newcastle and Liverpool, which are all uh, people kind of like really uh, punched down on as well, which is they, they, they say, that, oh, if you go, to those, uh, there's a lot of like chavs or there's a lot of, uh, yeah, they kind of really shit on those places. But if you go to them, they're full of art, the architecture is beautiful. And Glasgow in particular it's really good in terms of uh, its art, and uh, its uh, culture is fantastic as well. Like genuinely, there's so much going on in Glasgow, but
1: oh, people just it. dismiss it quite a lot. But great bands from there, absolutely, yeah, oh yeah. This is—I mean, this is now I'm making a mental note of Glaswegian band. I'm going to put on my festival.
0: Oh well, I kind of like that, you know, uh, about Glasgow as well, because like, yeah, it's it's kind of like a. It's a, uh, a diamond in the rough. In, in
1: many oh, places. my gosh. It's the best. Mm-hmm. Stand comedy club. Great yes. comedy club in, on earth.
0: Yeah.
1: I love the stand.
0: What food have you got for your festival?
1: Okay, we have...
0: What would we have?
1: We have to have beer, obviously. Good or, beer.
0: Yes. What kind of beer are you uh, thinking? Any brands in particular?
1: Uh, gosh. I don't know. Just not... Again, not to shit on America, but maybe not any American. beer. <laughs> no, there's there's really good beer here. Um, I don't know. There could be. I mean, whatever, whatever the best beer is, whatever, wherever, uh, wherever we are, let's have that. Okay. And um, and then what else do we have? That's all you really need. I mean, <laughs> there's no food. Just just alcohol. I guess you no, that's have, it. You could have chips. Uh, maybe like, uh, get a curry, I guess. Yes. Some, uh, maybe some, some Asian food, um, of, you know, some various, I don't know, some Thai, some Vietnamese, like that.
0: So the part of Dave Hill's explosion is that you have explosion of different cultures and tastes and stuff like that. It's, it's a, it's not just a music festival. It's like a. A uh, whole different. You, you oh get to yeah, taste all the everything.
1: Different... Oh yeah, and then literally, yeah, we have very spicy food. There's an espresso <laughs> truck. Yeah, really setting the stage.
0: Yeah,
1: for uh, horrible things.
0: Well, I was gonna say, there's a lot of spicy food. There's a lot of lager. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be those portaloos are gonna be very very. Necessary. Oh yeah,
1: they're gonna be <laughs> they're gonna be earning their keep. <laughs> okay yeah so i don't know gosh now i can't even think of basic foods but yeah if we had that stuff we'd be good brilliant yeah you know? well
0: we can ponder for food a little bit longer let's go and check out the bands let's have some bands i wanna see that band you hate i already told you we were too late now let's go back to the tent can't really cause it's burning in a field So who is the first artist of your festival and is, how many days have you got for your
1: festival? Maybe just three. I'm a yeah. big fan of a quick festival.
0: Mm-hmm. I think three is the perfect amount.
1: Three is good. Let's not let's not get too crazy. Mm-hmm. Let's not make make people uh, just let everyone go home on Sunday. <laughs> things like that.
0: Yeah. Like we've had um, our fun, but let's bloody get. Like, I'm sick yeah, to yeah. death of this. Yeah. The portal so, a bloody sick. Let's get home. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Let's see. You'd have to get okay. So you have well we'll have the Smiths like from like, you know
0: Oh wow okay yeah
1: Yeah let's just have them why not? So let's let's start
0: with the first day so are Smiths playing uh, are they the first band on, on the Friday? Or, no uh,
1: no you gotta have put them on later. Yeah, I'm gonna say because that's the first it, that's band. It. Who's the first band? Jeez. Oh, this is the hardest thing ever. Um
0: it, it is really hard because you've gotta because it's if, if it's the first band of the festival for the full Explosion, you've got to give it, it, has to be a lot of energy, a lot of something to kind of un, uh, galvanize everyone and really get them rocking out together.
1: Okay. Gosh, this is really hard. Maybe, I don't know. Could, should we just get, I was going to say Teenage Fan Club earlier.
0: Yes. Oh my God. They should,
1: they're yes! like a good, good vibe, sunny oh. day. I mean, they're a headliner for sure, but if you but, had them, just come on get everyone psyched
0: uh, tell you what like no one's mentioned teenage fan club before but that they are genuinely like that's they're they're amazing festival band i i mean they they're oh, kind of yeah super upbeat they are uh, in, like instantly lovable as well like people if people have never seen them before you'd be like oh my god this is great See what i mean
1: oh yeah everyone's gonna be psyched they're the only band that that oasis even likes <laughs> i don't know why i dragged oasis into this yeah but i think they're the only band that oasis besides the beatles and the jam maybe
0: yeah
1: the, i would have the jam of course
0: okay brilliant yeah
1: i have to have the jam but like you know the jam in like 19 you know 79 or something
0: yeah I like the specificity in this as well, it's very good. So there's Teenage Fan Club, you have The Jam.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Who's after The Jam?
1: I would have, okay, I'm gonna go just another, TLC. TLC. TLC on, uh, do you know TLC? Uh, I you know, think, No Scrubs, Yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, I thought it was, but I was also like, I, I'm not, I wasn't 100% certain, but okay. So yeah, a different kind of a vibe from Teenage Fan Club, The Jam, but also, it's quite fitting as well. I think that's a
1: they're totally
0: like a, a festival wonder right there.
1: Yeah, they come out, they play all the hits.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and that would be you get them around the fan mail album. Yes, right. Sure. So they can they so they can play No Scrubs basically. I love that. So um,
0: with your bands, are they as you just? From TLC, Uh, are all the bands playing like best of hits, like like the best set list possible? Or do you want them to be more obscure? What's the, uh, what kind of things would you like for each band?
1: Well, I mean, some bands can do no, I mean, I think the Smiths could just play anything. Yeah. And it'd be fine. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then, I mean, anyone can play whatever they want. Uh, You know, it's going to be fine you're a lot more
0: generous than um, most of the comedians because some of the comedians like come with a printed set list. They will play this, this and this and nothing else. So uh, I mean, well, think no, I general. should
1: I should say though maybe we'll see the Smiths I think could only really they don't really the only song I'm not crazy about the song meet is murder. Yeah. But really that would be the only one that I would say maybe leave that off. Now, on the flip side of it I've seen Morrissey live many times. Oh and yeah. Among the complaints I have about Morrissey, aside from him being a racist, yeah. <laughs> which would be the number one complaint. Yeah. Um but a close second <laughs> yeah. would yeah. be um that when you go see Morrissey, he plays he'll play like uh like uh, not his new out he'll play like half of his new album and then the whole second newest album yeah see and it's just like Mm. yeah like just like what are you doing and then he'll play like four smith songs maybe all night Mm -hmm. and then a couple of his like you know big solo hits Mm -hmm. and the place will go crazy and then you would think, like, wouldn't he want that reaction all night, all night long? Like, you can feel the difference.
0: Yeah, and like, he could have it for the whole night. Not exactly, oh, you know,
1: I better save Suedehead for the last like 20
0: minutes. But it's like, no, like, you could have, like, you've got wall to wall bangers. You can choose, like, you could have this all the way through. But it's like, no, I'm going to play the entirety of an album that people don't really care about. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. for sure. It's nuts. So, anyway, but that's, I, I digress. We're not, we wouldn't have Morris' solo anyway.
0: So, I always find it really annoying when bands. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I like obscure stuff from bands if I'm really into it. But if I'm, but also I, I find it if you, it's the first time you're seeing a band and you don't get all the hits, I always find it a bit. And I remember seeing Smashing Pumpkins in 2011. I was and I was super into Smashing Pumpkins at that time, uh, like re, uh, massive. Like I was a teenager then, and they were like, like my teenage band. And um, oh, wow. I went, I went to go and see them, and they played. Like again, uh, pretty much all the new album, uh, and that was Oceana, which came out in like 2009, I think. And uh, yeah, I think that
1: was a, was that their, that was like their, their comeback record or whatever.
0: Yeah, well, they did, if I remember correctly, they, they were were releasing like songs, like it's like an online album. Uh, and this was like a part of it, but like this was like, a main album, and the rest of it was like things they like, kind of did bits and bobs of. But yeah, so it was like kind of a mm-hmm. so it was stuff four, but this was like their main kind of like, bush, we're back." And it is a really good album, but if it's like obviously you're kind of like you're waiting for the whole gig, like come on, are they gonna play? And they played like two big hits, and I was like, it was good, but you also did a 11 minute like solo for Stala, which is off a of B track. Like come on, like uh, oh I figure- yeah. You have to give
1: something for those fans who want to see it for the first time as well. Oh, totally. I mean, I can't, not to, uh, this is how old I am. I've seen, (laughs) I saw Smashing Pumpkins on the Gish tour.
0: (gasps) No way! That's so cool.
1: I was, you know, I was a pretty young thing. And I saw them in a tiny little club. And and then I saw them right when uh, Siamese Dream came out.
0: Oh my God. Like genuinely the um the, the, um, the teenage boys come back out again. I'm just like, I'm very jealous of this as well. Like that's yeah, so Yeah. Yeah. Cool. They were
1: great. And that was like, I didn't even have a ticket. They were playing this theater <laughs> in Cleveland where I'm from Yeah, and they were, you know, it was like a small, it was like 1500 seater or whatever. And I, I didn't have a ticket and I know the guy, uh, my friend, Tom Lash, who I didn't know at the time, I went to the show thinking like, I just have a feeling if I go to this show, someone will just give me a ticket. <laughs> and that's exact. I went and I just stood there and Tom Lash yeah. came out to me and he said, hey, do you need a ticket? And I'm like, yeah. And yeah. Then, and boom, I saw it.
0: How, Anyways. Like, that is such an amount of, from the stories you've told me, you have this brilliant amount of luck where you just go somewhere, turn up and people accept it. It's like, okay, you're here. There you go. Do you know what I mean? That's brilliant. Like with the awesome? uh, I think well. it,
1: sometimes it, it's like I never read that book, The Secret, or whatever. But I think sometimes <laughs> if you just go, if you just kind of be like, "Here's what's going on." A lot of times it works out. Yeah. If absolutely. you just kind of like have it in your head, like, "All right, here's how. Here's how I think it's going to work out," and then it does. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it doesn't. But but anyway, okay. Back to. Uh, so we have wait. teenage
0: fan club. The Jam TLC. Are the Smiths a headliner or are they just on later on? Or who's was on after? Who's on next?
1: We could put, I mean, you could kind of put the Smiths on. Let's put them on early because then, you know, then like later things can get nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we could have, uh... let's get like, uh... let's get Motorhead to play. <gasps>
0: Oh yes, that's that amazing. Motorhead play. Oh, I, I Motorhead are a band I've seen so many times as well. And oh I've yeah, great band. I've, I've got uh, I've I've got two of Lemmy's picks as well. Something oh, I I very much cherish. Oh nice. Yeah. So
1: maybe you go like Ace of Spades classic lineup mm-hmm. um, of Motorhead, and then you know what I would say? I'm, I've been and this has really been helping me, and this, this is. We'll see how this gets you because no one, no one in Eng- in the UK ever really responds when I bring this up. But I love Slade.
0: Yes. You know Slade? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: I love Slade, and in the dark times of this pandemic, <laughs> I will just listen to Slade because I'm like, it's getting me through this. Because yeah. it's just like such a fun, you know, England in the early '70s. I was like totally out, right up my alley mm-hmm. so uh well yeah i would have i would have them on
0: really you know what slade are a great show and uh and the thing is i think with british people i think slade is not ruined but it, they obviously have the massive christmas song the christmas pretty-
1: that's what everyone says they're like yeah. oh, they're the christmas band
0: but but they, they they did so many other great stuff as well like um in all fairness i don't know them I don't know the back catalog that well, but they obviously were the people who wrote Come On Feel the Noise, the original version. Yeah. Which uh, people mostly know Quiet Riots version, but. Yeah, which is uh, pretty
1: much the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Change it that much. Though I do think their version is great.
0: Absolutely.
1: Not as good as Slade's.
0: So we have Slade on, and already you've got an amazing, like, legend filled lineup. but how many bands have you got on every day as well?
1: Nothing crazy. Maybe just like two stages.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't you don't need ten stages. I don't like when people have to like look at a map to figure out where to you just <laughs> should just be able to be like, oh, there's a band right over there. Mm-hmm. Um it's just just always in
0: pointable view. Like, all right, they're right there. Let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah. So maybe just two, maybe three stages. And you just go boom, boom. And how many bands? Maybe like eight. Not too many. I don't, because mm-hmm. I'm only gonna see four or five. Because yeah. I you know, sometimes I'll, well, I want to be at the beer tent for a while. Oh walk. yes. No, oh. no. For this festival though, I would watch all of them because these are all great bands. Because you could um, have like a
0: your own VIP beer tent where no one can disturb you, but you have like the perfect spot just to kind of chill out as well. But unlimited beer as maybe. well. Maybe.
1: But then I also don't like, I don't like the VIP. Let's just make it comfortable enough that everyone's comfortable. I don't like, I don't like when there's special areas, even though if there is one, that's where I want (laughs) to be. But I don't in general like that. I like, you know, as an old man, I like, I like, there to be like an area maybe where like, oh, I can just relax a little bit. But I don't like when it's like, here's the super sexy. <laughs> <laughs> like where there's biscottis and stuff, yeah. whatever. Holy shit,
0: like that's my festival, just unlimited biscottis for everyone. It's incredibly but erotic. It's.
1: I was gonna say, I would like some, third, yeah, some scones and things in the morning. Only till like 11 though, and then it's done.
0: Yeah, Done. I like- so we we already have about six bands for your Friday, and uh, so who is okay. who is going to be the like the headliner for your Friday night?
1: Maybe like Funkadelic.
0: Wow. Okay. Right. Uh, I,
1: no, I, maybe let's have two more bands. We'll have yeah. uh, the Kinks in Ooh. nineteen nineteen sixty
0: nine. So yeah, early Kinks as well. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Wow, that's that's amazing as well. Uh, so and uh, yeah, and no one said the Kinks at all during this. Uh, and they are they are kind of like obviously they're a massive band with a massive history, but they uh, they kind of often overlooked these days as well. Like, uh, but they they obviously have that uh,
1: criminal. A, yeah, right. Yeah, this. It's uh, criminal.
0: Absolutely. With Kinks headlining, have you always been a massive fan of them? And uh, and if you were gonna,
1: pretty much.
0: mm Hmm. If you're going to tell someone where to start with the kinks, where would you tell them to start?
1: I guess with their first record.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're very no. chronological. Yeah. Uh,
1: I mean, just basically, I don't know. I mean, if you're just going to go straight, go listen to Village Green Preservation Society, probably. Yeah. If you're just going to go and experience the majesty of the kinks, that would be good. So uh, what, what is it about the kinks that you love? I've great songs and I think their they're lyrics I mean they're arguably comedy at records. <laughs> yeah. The lyrics are so funny yeah. Um, smart and then also like I, you know I do like I mean part of the reason they say like oh that they didn't really like get as massive as, as some of the other bands coming over to the states. Well plus they weren't allowed in for a while but I like that they're they're so British. Um, mm-hmm. I like that, like at, my friend, Harry Deansway of London mm-hmm. complained to me once. He's like, you, you think coming over here to London is just like one big Kinks record? <laughs> like, and I was like, well, yeah, I do. Because for me, like I come over for a week or two, I do shows, I hang out with friends, I have some beers. And then the rest of the time I just walk around London listening to the kinks and they're singing about the street that I'm walking down. Yeah. And you know, all that. And I love, you know, I'm, you know, I love all the, you know, the village green and the Mm -hmm. working men's clubs and all that. I like, I, it's, they're kind of, you know, that whole vibe I'm really into. I love, I love like, I love really depressing um english things. <laughs> yeah. Like and exactly. they sing about that. Yeah. Better than anybody. And I tell you what, like
0: um I really I'm one of these people that loves if I go to a place I love to listen to music. And I I remember going uh, when I was 20 to uh, New York for the first time and like listen to the songs oh, nice. like uh, like um, which you know, which people talk about streets and certain places, and uh, I, I I loved that as well. It was, it was so special to me, and I just I went by myself just to kind of like check out these places, and uh, yeah, and just just to um, experience it as well. Like it's and yeah, and also I'm I, I'm a big fan of like like Beastie Boys and uh, and that kind of New York '80s hip hop, which kind of preceded it as well. Oh
1: totally! I mean, so, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Now you've got me thinking like. Yeah, you have to have the Beastie Boys and get, mm-hmm. I would go, well, here's where it gets tricky. I actually saw the, I've seen the Beastie Boys, I think twice. Oh my God. I saw them, I saw their last show ever. Which, oh my you God, know, really? Yeah, we didn't know it at the time. Yeah. I saw their last show ever at Bonnaroo, which was amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then I saw them on the Ill Communication Right when that came yeah. out, I'm ancient, as I told you, and <laughs> I'm very I drunk. saw them. And that was crazy because it was like they went on at like three in the morning or something. But then like some some like hip hop bands. I love like Beastie Boys actually sounded really good live, but like Public Enemy, one of my all time favorites. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to put them on the festival anyway. Mm -hmm. But I've seen them, I saw them like, you know, around that same time and, and they, they weren't as good live. It just doesn't, hip hop a lot of times doesn't sound like good live.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I haven't really seen that much hip hop live, um, to, to my own uh, detriment really, but equally, um, yeah, like uh, any, any sound issues can really ruin a gig as well. Like, um, and yeah, I'm a big fan of Metallica, and Metallica do have a good sound in terms of like the literally their sound systems are the best in the world. But equally, I went to see them in the stadium uh last year, and they just the sound you couldn't hear them. And uh, and it was oh. like, re- and it's just like you're paying so much money to not hear a band. Yeah, you know I mean, I just think it's uh can be really annoying and upsetting. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and yeah, it kind of puts a sometimes it mars your relationship that emotional connection to that artist as well. Uh, but,
1: yeah, yeah, totally. When it's not, yeah, when you can't hear what's going on, but then you get maybe, maybe we'll have Metallica at the festival, but it's on the Ride the Lightning tour,
0: yes. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, because like a lot of people say their favorite Metallica album is uh, it's the third album, Master of Puppets, but Ride of the Lightning is definitely my favorite because it's just that's, a bit
1: more raw. That's my favorite too, because yeah, it's the bridge between Kill 'em All and Master of Puppets, it's mm-hmm. like they. They're still, yeah, still raw. But then they're kind of hints of of the of majesty to come. Mm-hmm. So I think that'd be I think that'd be cool. The earliest I saw them was, I saw them right before Injustice for All came out.
0: Oh wow! So um, so was that after Cliff Burton had passed away? Or, yeah, or just, he is just, already just, gone. Just, yeah, that's yeah. It. Right. What, what what's happening now is going to be really boring. But obviously that that. Phase from Metallica, uh, where you saw them, was such an interesting thing because they obviously got a new uh, bassist, uh, Jason Newstead, and also yeah. their, their sound was literally changing as well. Like, because uh, they, they had really long songs for that fourth album, which a lot of people, yeah. which then they changed both James' singing style for the next album and also changed uh, the, the length of songs as well to make them a bit more commercially viable. Uh, and uh, that's a black album. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a lot of like sadness in that album, in, in the uh, Justice for album because obviously that, that the band was uh, mourning you can see it in their songs like to live is to die but equally um, yeah I, I, it must mean such an interesting thing to see live as well
1: yeah yeah it was great but then you've got my gosh you have to like we have to get more metal bands on this festival too kinks will wrap up the first day
0: yes yeah cool so on the first day we have teenage fan club the jam tlc smith's slade funkadelic uh, and the kinks so
1: yeah maybe funkadelic should play last
0: okay cool Well, there we it's actually quite a it's, it's very british day actually a lot of british uh, british rock on that day so that's
1: uh, well there's only i mean yeah i guess i you will get some more american bands on <laughs> day two okay day two
0: i'm excited who's starting off
1: we get um let's get the beastie boys right out of the yes just, yes just to go get it started and we have them. We have Bad Brains. Yes. You like Bad Brains.
0: Yeah. Um, and they're like a 80s uh, New York punk band there for anyone. Uh, and uh, yeah, and they inspired a lot of punk in that time as well, right? So, yeah. Uh, and yeah. so
1: we should have them around, let's get them like 1986 or 85, anytime in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anytime in the 80s.
0: Bad Brains don't have a like they they are often cited as being an influence but a lot of people uh, don't know them which is uh, it's oh, not strange
1: they have to they have to know them. but you go just go like the first four three records or whatever
0: after Bad Brains who who's on uh, who's on after Bad Brains
1: maybe I'll go maybe can we have Francois Hardy in 19 19- Uh, 19. Maybe she should play at night. Maybe she'll play later, but anyway, (laughs) Francois Hardy in like 1968 or something.
0: So, I I don't know her, unfortunately. But, what kind of music? French, Uh, really. And I don't even
1: know if she performed live all that much. I have no idea.
0: And is it like uh, what kind of uh, genre of music is it
1: like French pop? Mm -hmm. Um, That's nice, yeah. But like, you know, 60s, 70s.
0: It must be quite jarring to go Beastie Boys, Bad Brains, and then French Pop.
1: Uh, oh, so. but it's going to be glorious.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh, and then and then after that, you get uh, maybe maybe the replacements in 1986 or 87. 86, 86. Placements. 80, or 84, 84.
0: I like it because, uh, like people, uh, yeah. I like the specific uh, years as well because, like, a, it's like a different vintage. It's like a vintage of wine, isn't it? Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. You have to get. Can we let's get on? There's this band from Sweden I really like called Nifelheim. That's really yeah super so- black metal. <laughs> I think that they would be good after at some point.
0: And that's such you know. If you just said to me the name, I could probably guess Swedish death metal. To be honest,
1: because uh, yeah, they're uh, amazed. They're one of my current favorites.
0: Uh, yeah, that, that's cool. And uh, and obviously, like the whole that uh, Scan Scandinavia has such a, a deep trench of like uh, like heavy metal and the uh, death metal and the. Uh,
1: oh yeah, we got to get now. Now, Merciful Fate has to play. Yes!
0: Oh my God, Merciful Fate! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, In like
1: 1980. Three.
0: 84 It was a King Diamond who was in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell you what, Dave. Right, for, I've been doing this podcast for the last couple of months, and uh, people have come on. Have been really, really wonderful. I had some amazing guests. However, what you've done today is you're ticking off all the bands that I secretly want to see, but no one else has ever mentioned, and I'm having oh, a whale no- of a time. So this is oh, great.
1: nice, excellent, yeah, excellent. Um, and okay.
0: Also, Metallica do a cover of uh, "Merciful," do a, a medley of a Merciful Fate called "Merciful Fate" on the Garage album, which is fantastic.
1: So. They do, yeah, it's amazing. Um, I was supposed to see Merciful Fate this summer. Oh, in yeah. and then it got canceled, postponed. Yeah. Um. So okay, so then who else? Oh, we have to have. Let's get like, how about? This is now, it's getting tricky. I'm going to forget. See, this is so, so hard because there's so many bands you forget. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's get, how about Big Star? Let's get Big Star to play. Big Star. Do you like them?
0: I don't know Big Star, unfortunately. Could you give us a little um, taste of what they're like?
1: They're like Power Pop. Power Pop. 70s American. Though, I don't know. We already had Teenage Fan Club and they're, really influenced by big stars so maybe we shouldn't oh. let's, have them, let's have them both anyway yeah yeah yeah
0: and it's a, it's a different day as well
1: so people it's a different day
0: can, yeah so we have about uh about seven bands already who's gonna be your saturday night headliner
1: uh maybe we, i'm just this is random but maybe uh maybe maybe captain captain beefheart <gasps>
0: Yes, it, you have just done it again, Dave. You just did it again because like Captain Beefheart is so good, and no one's had them. I haven't had the uh, the Magic Band on yet, and like seriously, Captain Beefheart's quality.
1: Yeah. Okay, that w- I think that'd be pretty pretty good choice. Yes. You um, know?
0: So, how would you describe Captain Beefheart to people who've never even heard of uh, the name?
1: Just kind of rock, uh, psych art rock. Mm-hmm. uh experimental a little bit um yeah but th- yeah that would be good and, and then and then uh, and then Barry white last last oh, wow. night, Barry yeah white.
0: Captain Beefheart and Barry White definitely a different mixture of sounds during that day as well like from uh bad brains to Barry white uh, maybe you can do like a, a duet halfway through or something like that would oh yeah
1: that'd be beautiful. <laughs>
0: yeah are you a massive fan of barry white then it seems. oh yeah
1: totally yeah yeah uh, huge barry white fan i've seen barry i saw barry white twice i think i know at least twice i think only twice and i met him how was that experience it was it was pretty intimidating i met him it was a long time ago i was just a pretty young thing and um i brought albums for him to sign and i was so nervous i couldn't even bring myself to get him to sign them because i was just like i can't
0: ruin this
1: moment by uh asking him to sign something
0: because uh i've i've definitely felt incredibly nervous talking to heroes and the people to sign stuff and like I've literally fangirl the people i used to be like like i used to be a massive fan of like uh like like big comedians and be like, "Oh my god, I, I love you so much!" And uh, yeah, and it's weird how we react in faces of um of our heroes, especially music heroes as all. Well.
1: Yeah, yeah. You wanna you wanna play it cool.
0: That's it. I I've, you... I've failed to learn that lesson even at my age right now. I'm very much like, "Oh god, <laughs> I'm so not cool." Uh, okay, well, let's um, let's head straight to Sunday and uh, let's, let's start wrapping up this festival because there's uh, okay. already tons of wonderful suggestions. And I'm gonna have a, a lovely time with this. Uh, so Sunday, who who is the who's the first band on on your final day?
1: We'll have uh, let's have Husker Du play. Is that like Husker Du? Yeah. Do you know them?
0: No, I don't know them, unfortunately.
1: From Minneapolis, um, Saint Paul area. Mm-hmm. Um, have them play in like 1985, maybe.
0: There's a lot of uh, I know there's a lot of bands from like the '80s, and uh, so it's like kind of a there's a nice theme going all the way through. Obviously, there's some well, because
1: everyone after that just ripped off all those bands. So. <laughs>
0: that's that's a uh, that's a good enough logic. It could be like a day of Explosion '80s Explosion something like that. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's Husker Du, then then
1: uh, maybe we have. Maybe Curtis Mayfield plays? Yes. That would be good.
0: I already like Sunday already. It's a, a different a vibe going on. It's nice.
1: Yeah. Um Then who do we get? We got to get oh Glenn Campbell. We have Glenn Campbell. Yes,
0: play? oh my god, Glenn Campbell.
1: I like I, yeah, like uh, and uh
0: that's that I would actually say Arguably, Glenn Campbell could be such a good Saturday, uh, a Sunday, like, uh, like a Sunday afternoon fellow, because he's so like it's kind of it's the last day, people have been a little bit tired, and Glenn Campbell is so warm and inviting. Oh yeah, bring it on, bring it on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, that would be amazing. So Glenn Campbell, and then where do you go from there?
0: We had Huskadoo, Curtis Mayfield, Glen Campbell. And You did mention you wanted Metallica at some point as well, <laughs> so could really be, yeah.
1: Up. But I don't know, it feels like too like, on the nose, yeah. Maybe it should yeah. be like maybe, uh, let's see, we've had Merciful Fate. I mean, after you have Merciful Fate, like you've got pretty much have metal covered,
0: yeah. And you've also had Niflheim as well, and yeah, uh, you're
1: so we're, co- we're covered, probably, yeah, yeah. So, um and well, I'm trying not to, you know, go full on like the Beatles or anything.
0: Well, uh, you you can do. It's your festival. It's your dream.
1: I can, but I mean, that's just, I guess it would be fun to have, uh, oh, maybe, maybe a, to, to name a more contemporary band, maybe we have the King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard.
0: Yes. And I, again, I, I honestly, I think we have very similar music tastes. This is right. Uh, uh, King Lizard and the Gizzard Wizard. Uh, I learned about them from James Aiknath's book. He did a book about artists who released music in 2016, arguing that it's the best year for music ever. Um, oh, wow. And really, it's a really good book. And he talked about uh, one of the albums where uh, the King Lizard albums, where like, you can um, it, it, you can start at any point and it, it's a very cyclical album. So it all blends into each other and you can start at any point And on repeat, it just goes round and round, which is really wonderful. And uh, it goes to yeah. very inter- interesting places
1: yeah yeah they're they're some of their records anyway i feel like yeah just kind of like a vibe they're putting out Mm -hmm. and uh all right so maybe we'll have them and then we'll have uh maybe after them would be good to have like sleep do you know them
0: i don't know sleep um, they're
1: uh, they're kind of like a stoner doom band. Cool,
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Again, there's a nice. What I like with your festival, like the there are different variations of music genre, but also it kind of slides quite nicely in between them. Yeah, you know I mean? It's like it's it's not jarring to, or too jarring. Not you know too I mean? jarring. So yeah, that's uh, that fits really well.
1: Maybe uh, oh then then we should have the Stooges.
0: Yes, I like that.
1: I saw the Stooges play at nebworth sonosphere at nebworth yeah like 10 years ago
0: i think yeah, i was, was there ten, actually I, I was... yeah it was
1: te- it was 10 years ago exactly mm-hmm. and it was like i went by myself same and it was like uh it was like slayer iron maiden alice in chains the cult the Stooges. And then if I remember like a bunch of bands that I didn't care about. Um, and, um, and I thought like the Stooges, I was like, Oh, they, I love the Stooges. I was like, but how good they could they be at, you know, Mm -hmm. they're all, you know, pretty far up there in their years. And then they came out and just kicked so much ass. Mm -hmm. I couldn't, I was, I couldn't believe how awesome they were. It was yeah. just blew, blew me away.
0: I love it when you still see a band who's been going for a long time and still blows you away as well. Like, uh, and uh, I, I'm a, I'm a fan of Bruce Springsteen as well. And when you go and see his live shows, he's like three hours, and it feels like a religious experience as well. And it, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and I just, I just love that even well into your age that you can still smash it out and still really give a big show without yeah having yeah with a lot of heart as well and i love that
1: oh yeah they were just so great um all right so them and then oh gosh who else
0: i think you probably got about space but it's obviously it's unlimited so but uh i think you probably got space uh to do about three more artists on your Sunday as well. So after the Stooges, you probably got three more bands left for the whole festival. Maybe,
1: maybe Lee Scratch Perry would be good. Yes, again. Oh, I like that
0: a lot. At least, who's uh, also featured a lot with the Beastie Boys and they mix some uh, tracks for them as well. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I think that would be fun. Yeah. Then, you know, one of the greatest shows I've ever seen Maybe it was just the timing of it and just the vibe, but I saw Peaches play mm-hmm. at Art Basel in Miami in like 2006. She was just playing on a beach and it was amazing. So maybe maybe we have Peaches again.
0: But you can maybe even replicate that moment as well, like bring in a, a beach from Miami and uh, just, uh, yeah. just re- re- be good.
1: It was amazing. She played and then she got off stage stripped naked or at least topless Mm -hmm. and ran into the ocean. Oh my god. And the entire crowd followed her. I think for various reasons. Both (laughs) honorable and not honorable. (laughs) Like I feel like some people were like I want to see Peaches naked. (laughs) Not me. Um.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's really cool, and uh, yeah, it's it's nice to have those uh, that special moment, and also just to see, yeah, it just to use uh, have an artist using the environment in the same way, you know, just behaving like a normal human being as well. It's really nice as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so we have Lee Rash Perry, Peaches. Who is your final sun, uh, final headliner for the Dave Hill Explosion?
1: Okay, gosh, this is really see that really has to be. Neil Diamond. I think he's just good. Neil Diamond.
0: Just Come yep. on, play all the hits. That is a he's smashing response. Yeah, Neil Diamond's yeah. a good shout. And with certain people's festivals, uh, you can kind of, like, from that Sunday, you've kind of nicely... I didn't know what you're gonna pick, but Neil Diamond's a perfect way to finish off that day from what you've planned out as well. well it has I was just
1: a... like let's go. I was you know I was thinking like it could be like Black Sabbath or Led Zeppelin, or I was like, well, I never saw Oasis. maybe it would be fun to have them like uh on the what's the story morning glory
0: oh yeah, yeah, tour
1: yeah, yeah or something just to experience that um that would be fun, but um. But then Neil Diamond. I, I've seen Neil Diamond. That's, you know, pretty amazing.
0: And uh, so why why do you think Neil Diamond's the best person to finish off the festival? The final person people will see.
1: Because everyone, you can't, everyone, just the vibe, you know, is going to be he's singing Sweet Caroline. Everyone's just psyched.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
1: and, just playing t-ball with the hits all night long. Yeah, for sure. If you know what t-ball is. I
0: don't, to be honest. I was trying to play it off. It's quite cool. well.
1: Of- um, it doesn't even make sense. I think I made up that. Thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. But yeah. T-ball t- is, well, you know baseball. So T-ball yeah. is what kids play when they can't hit the ball, like five-year-olds yeah. play, or six-year-olds. It's just T is the, it's like a stand that holds the ball. Yeah. So the kid is up at bat, and he the ball is literally just sit, sitting on top of a thing, mm-hmm. and he just has to hit it off the top of the. It's like a golf tee for a yeah. baseball, and so it's so it's very easy. It's just very boom boom. So yeah. t ball with the hits is you're just yeah just nothing boom, the, yeah. boom one after another. Yeah,
0: the anti Morris, some might say. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Um, well, what what a festival, and what a uh, lot to digest as well. And I think there's a lot of uh, Matt Hoss deep cuts here, which are really amazing. Um, but I think with with all that being said, I think it's now time to head to the final part of the podcast. Let's deal with some floor fillers. Floor. 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 So as with event management, things are bound to go wrong. So here's a couple of hypothetical questions that Dave has to deal with in a manner he sees fit. So, oh no, Uh, Captain Beefheart's cancelled last minute. Who do you get to replace Captain Beefheart?
1: Oh, um, Cool Keith. Cool Keith. Uh, I I don't know. I don't (laughs) know why I dragged him into this. No, no. Dragged him in. (laughs) Get Wizard
0: yes okay
1: yeah yeah do you know wizard
0: they're there they also they they are a uh, christmas band right they do the.
1: they might have a christmas song i
0: think well maybe um yeah so can but you it's roy
1: roy wood from elo or whatever
0: oh okay yeah that's uh i
1: don't that's... know why i picked them uh <laughs> probably or can no get can from germany that's a good yeah. idea oh
0: again like kind of a deep cut as well because uh to be honest, I've tried to get into Can, but I've never got into it. I understand why people like them, and I appreciate that, but I've just never quite got into it. But people say they like the kind of that that, that industrial German uh, rock sound as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be fun. Let's do that.
0: Cool. Um, one of your acts is running really late. However. One of your favorite ever celebrities is willing to do a DJ set for you. They don't need to be a DJ, just uh, anyone of fame. Which celebrity would you pick to do a DJ set?
1: Rich Fulcher.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, he's my don't... friend too. Is he? Oh, yeah, he's really? A yeah, Rich I Fulcher. I think
1: he would probably, he'd do... he'd be fun.
0: But honestly, I, I've i seen Rich uh, uh shows before with the Mighty Boosh as well. And just just to see him do a a, um, a DJ set would be the funniest DJ set I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, he
1: could do some dances. I would like to see that.
0: Absolutely. So Neil Diamond acts like a total diva towards you. How do you get your revenge?
1: Oh God, I'd probably just let him get away with it. (laughs) He's earned it. How do I get my revenge? Gosh, I actually, I I know people that are friends with him and they actually say he's the nicest guy. <laughs> so I don't think that would happen, but I guess I would, um, you know, block his, his bus and I'd have someone park directly behind his bus. It <laughs> was like difficult to leave.
0: I like that. a lot. to
1: really mess with his head.
0: One of your acts has forgotten their equipment, but good news. They can do an acoustic set. Which band out of the whole ones that you've mentioned would you pick to do an acoustic set?
1: Maybe uh, The Kinks. Mm-hmm. That would translate.
0: That'd be really special as well. Yeah.
1: I think that would be good. Okay. Or, and... or Teenage Fan Club, bring it back to day one.
0: Yes, I like that a lot. That's cool. Yeah. So uh, let's let's finish off. Uh, here's the final question. Okay. So Motorhead and Merciful Fate have bad beef. They 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 hate each other. They're not getting on well. And they say to you that they're not going to play if the other band is playing. Who do you choose between Merciful Fate and Motorhead? Oh gosh, that's a really hard choice.
1: Mm, I guess I would just have Motorhead play.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, why, why do you choose Motorhead over um, Merciful Fate?
1: Because I I just think probably just defer to Lemmy and all things.
0: <laughs> yeah, you it know. Is- the great equalizer,
1: yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it'd be really a tough decision, but yeah, I think that's what you'd have to do.
0: Well, brilliant. Well, and that takes us to the very end of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, Dave. Thank you pleasure. so
1: much for having me. I hope I did all right.
0: Oh, yeah. I really, really loved it so much. And we really loved hearing about your festival, the Dave Hill Explosion. Well, where can <laughs> where can people find you online, Dave? Or if you got anything to plug...
1: I have a website, DaveHillOnline.com. Uh, if people use websites anymore, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Instagram at Mr. Dave Hill, at MR Dave Hill. I've been banned from Twitter for life, so I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> um, you can get my new stand-up album, The Pride of Cleveland, mm-hmm. wherever. Or you can watch it on NextUpComedy.com.
0: Oh, brilliant. Yeah, You
1: can watch it, the the video of it there or you can they play it occasionally on ccx tv in the uk as well Mm -hmm. and uh other than that get the witch taint album and then in september the painted doll a new painted doll record comes out so i will have released three albums during the pandemic which is not not a smart way to do business
0: no that's amazing (laughs) and uh uh, all the credit to you that's wonderful and uh, (laughs) i can't wait to check them out as well um but yeah well thank you so much for listening to castle and in this is an incredibly uh, special episode thank, thank you, you. and uh thank you so much to dave hello everyone thank you so much for listening to castle podcast please follow us at castle podcast on twitter and why don't you follow me at my house comedy on twitter as well you can also send us an email at castle podcast at gmail.com and remember to give us a five star rating on apple podcasts please do it really does help and on top of that, might you follow me on Twitch as well? I've been doing regular streams on there, so if you want a bit of light-hearted warmth on there, do check it out. We'll see you very soon. Bye!